Yes, and good morning. How is you doing today? The name is Paul Lawrence Van, host of the Paul Lawrence Van Experience Podcast. Glad that you could be with me. It's another beautiful day. It's a great day to be alive, as I always say. And just to, as a reminder, I just want to let you know uh, that I'm a professional speaker, international speaker. I also a two-time number one international best-selling author. I'm also a trainer, diversity and inclusion. Uh, also uh, in the niche of leadership and mindfulness, uh, leadership excellence. I work in that area and I'm a published author. I've written three books, solo books, and also co-authored three others. And uh, I'm looking forward to today's broadcast and I'm primarily just going to talk about uh, the events that are taking place uh, in the world and some of the things that we can do to help the process. Because I'm, I'm a believer that, yes, there are going to be life challenges, but on the other side of that coin, there are solutions to every problem that there ever existed in the world. So if you're ready, I'm ready as well, and uh, I'll get started. So uh, first of all, uh, let's talk about where we are as individuals. Uh, Let's look at the United States of America with roughly 330 million people, a very diverse country. And uh, even when we look at the regions of the countries from east to west, there's such diversity, which is really one of our advantages uh, as a nation. And uh, one of the things that uh, we want to look at is uh, how are you doing today? Are you Uh, in a position whereby you can make some contributions. And contributions don't have to come from a monetary standpoint, but rather contributions can come from the gifts that you have, with the talent, with the expertise, with the experience that you have, with your ability to communicate, your ability to be a friend, your ability to be a good family member, and also good for the community as well as the country. So there are many, many things that we can do, and uh, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. And I'm going to lead off uh, just by saying that uh, if you, in fact, are doing well, then consider yourself to be amongst those who are very, very blessed. Uh, Because a lot of people are struggling, and there's no denying that, uh, when you have a coronavirus, a pandemic like we're experiencing, uh, and we're alive, it just, just goes to show you that you were created for these times. And it's sad that we've lost over, at this point, 114,000 fellow citizens. It's very sad that there was even one. And the numbers are going to continue to go up. And so we must do everything that we can with the safety protocols that are out there to ensure that we are alive and we're around to tell the story years from now, decades from now, of how this all came to be. So keep those safety protocols in place. Uh, If you go out, wear a mask, wash your hands often, uh, and when you're in a crowd to distance yourself, social distancing about six feet or more, and also uh, that we are working on our mind, body, and spirit. Uh, Improving our immune system is very important for us nowadays, and people who have chronic illnesses, high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, and other uh, chronic uh, illnesses, they're really at risk. And so we want to limit uh, the exposure uh, to someone who has the, the COVID-19 and the coronavirus. 
itself because we want to, again, be there for our families, be there for our friends, and most importantly, to be there for ourselves. And it's just something that we all uh, need to do. We need to be aware of that. And so we want to improve that immune system and the type of foods we're eating. Of course, we know that there are many reports in the last 60 days in regards to uh, meat uh, processing factories. And if you happen to eat meat, then that puts you at a little bit higher risk because there were such a large, uh, I guess you could say, Uh, number of people who were infected because they're working in close proximity and they had not been tested and then that gets into the food supply system which causes a whole other problem so we need people who have solutions to problems so I want you to think about what type of solution can you bring to the table it could be anything from maybe uh, coming up with a new hand sanitizer uh, also to coming up with masks also uh, food preparation and safety it could be water purification uh, programs so there could be one in a number of ways that we can help and and part of it what i always look at is what can we do from a distance from our cell phone facetiming or our video chat or just on Zoom or whatever digital platform that's out there that we can still help people. And we don't have to be side by side with them, but we can be side by side in the experience. And I think that's very important. For example, uh, someone may be uh, in pain or you can have maybe uh, refer them to a doctor or some of the telemedicine, or it could very well be just having an ear to hear, to listen to people. A lot of people are not taking this virus that well and and stay at home aspects of it. And unfortunately, they're deciding that, oh, it's safe. I'll just go out. Everything will be fine. And they go out, no mask. They're in a crowd. And then they come back home and they're saying, oh, you're scared of something. Well, it has nothing to do with being scared of anything. It has to do with the safety protocols in place that are working. And so you want to be able to have an ear to hear people, to hear them out. Because I know recently one of the uh, writers or directors for the show, um, the show, she just committed suicide. And uh, unfortunately, she was just 39 years old. So I would imagine no one really knew that she was in such pain that she would so much so that she would take her own life. And uh, it's just really sad for such a young person um, to to, uh, take their own life like that. But I know it happens. People are going through depression and you never know it. And so we want to have an ear to hear, to really pay attention uh, to uh, also we can do small things uh, it could be if you're going to the grocery store just get a, a extra canned goods or or buying some uh, some dessert of some sort just some a small gesture of an acknowledgement of someone else can go a long long way and uh, again it doesn't always have to be monetary it could just be sharing some wisdom or it could be uh, writing someone a letter or sending an email. It could be just a little bit of anything and then or surprise someone. A surprise is always uh, very uh, wonderful. 
So uh, that that's another aspect. And then of over time, uh, I've I've heard with everything going on with the inequality, the racism, and the uh, bias that's taken place. You know, not only now and the in the current, but also in the past. And uh, people have this discussion about uh, African-American people having to talk about the talk with their children about what to do if they leave home and they're approached by a police officer or anything such as that. And uh, I have two uh, teenage children, and I suppose um, with my children, it's more so that they already understand so if I had, quote unquote, the talk, which I never received from my parents, and I never received it from my parents because they, they already knew that I knew what to do. <laughs> and they knew I knew what to do because at the age of 10, they put me to work. And because they put me to work, I was more responsible than other teens or children who were my same age or in my age group. And so I never had the talk. But I did know that I understood everything that was taking place. And my, my children are very much <clears throat> in that, that same vein, that same window. But if I were to have the talk with them, it would just simply be uh, have self-respect for yourself and then have respect for other people. And in essence, that is the talk because that's how it all stems. It, it stems down to that. If you have self-respect, people will sense that. They would know that even if they don't know you. And it's just like if I were to walk out somewhere, and even though I'm a, uh, a mature man now, uh, people, they say, yes, sir, and how are you doing? And uh, maybe it's the element that I have. Uh, I've seen a couple of suns and a couple of moons over, over my lifetime. And uh, I guess uh, what they're saying is something inside of me. And uh, it's just amazing because even some people who are my same age, they also say the same thing. How are you doing today, sir? How are you doing? And it's just one of those things. I think a lot of it may be what's on the inside of me. It could be that spirit that that people talk about, that spirit of God. Uh, and so we have God in our heart. And I believe people can sense that whether they believe in God or not. They sense that. And uh, I believe the same thing holds true for my children because my children I had them uh, baptized in church when they were younger together and then we joined a church together and we went through the all the courses and Bible study that was offered to us and so we're on that same same plane as if you will in terms of understanding things and we we walk in our uh, spirit and we have that respect not only for ourselves but we also have it for others whereby we're not going to go out and start any trouble any any uh problems with anybody we just simply want to live our lives and uh, to share what joy we have with others if they're willing to receive it and if they're not willing to receive it then we continue and we move forward and so if if I had to have a talk with anyone that uh, I would say this even the parents who have had the talk with their children and many of them are still being accosted uh, as a result of police brutality not everyone but some of them and so you have to ask yourself the question well why do the police uh, they are so tough on people of African-American descent 
And a lot of it could be the way they were raised. If you ask me, that's the crux of racism itself. That's the crux of bigotry and that some children are taught at a very young age and for their entire life and never had exposure to a person from another ethnic group different from theirs. And uh, there is racism. They've been taught to be racist, to be bigots, and they don't believe in equality. They believe that they're better. And my quote that I had yesterday was very simple. I'm not better than anyone else, but I'm just as good. And that should hold true for everybody. No, no one other racial group are any better than any other group. Uh, God did not create us that way. And for those who don't believe in God, well, you still have a chance to learn about God, okay? So uh, that's really my position on having the talk and how one goes about uh, carrying on their, their uh, life. Uh, as far as my experience growing up with police officers, there were none. The only police officer I knew, his name was Dad or Mom. <laughs> because in the small town that I grew up in, uh, we only had a sheriff and maybe a few police officers, but I never interacted with them because I spent most of my time at school and at my parents' house. I'm one of 10 children. We were much too busy to be focused on anything other than that and getting our homework done. And for me, uh, working in my family's grocery store, local grocery store. So we didn't really have time for that other stuff. And I'll say one thing uh, that I know I grew up with races. I played football with their children. I ran track with their children. But it wasn't an issue for me primarily because I knew who they were. And when you have the knowledge and the information about someone, it's much more different than someone who's not aware. And so I was very aware and always have been. And there's this sixth sense where you can pick up on it and you know uh, whether a person is racist or if they don't like a certain racial group. And typically the people who carry this type, have this type of character, they have very low self-esteem. They don't have self-esteem itself. They're very, what you would call, uh, intimidated by anyone who, who who they assume that is more intelligent than they are and uh, many of them are cowards and uh, they won't even confront you because they already know uh, for me I served 20 years in the United States Air Force and uh, I didn't have really many encounters there, there may have been some people who, who uh, were uh, didn't believe in equality they didn't believe in um, uh, an African-American person or someone of another minority group uh, that they should be in a leadership role. But for the most part, I didn't really encounter any of that. And I didn't encounter it because it's not my issue. It's not my thing. If you want to be a racist, you will go on and waste your time. But I don't have time for that. Um, you know, I played football in school. And so I ran up against some of the toughest people on planet Earth. Uh, I'll never forget this individual football player for, I believe he was from Durham Hillside in North Carolina. And he was about six foot six, probably 300 pounds. And I had to deal with him the entire game. <laughs> and so when you, you have experiences like that, there's really not a lot of intimidation there. And uh, for me, I, I grew up, uh, in church. My family required that we attend church every Sunday. So I had more faith than 
fear. I don't, I don't really and never have lived with fear. I don't believe in fear, but I believe in faith. And I believe that I, if I find myself in a situation, I'm going to come out of it. And I'm going to come out of it with the help of God. Whether you are listening to me, you believe it or not, then that's up to you. But I know for me, I know that God is with me and walks with me all the time. And uh, so I have no intimidation of the police or, or um, of anyone else for that matter. Uh, I just have a very healthy uh, amount of respect for my creator and your creator, God. So um, I'm off of that tip now. I'm going to move on to something else. What can you and I do to help make a difference in the lives of other people? Um, for example, uh, I'm currently uh, have a program that I put together for youth, a youth entrepreneurship program. So I'm putting this program together, and I'm going to offer it to the to the youth uh, at for no cost. I'll get receive sponsorship for it, but I won't ch- charge the students anything. So it's a community outreach program to teach youth how to not only start a business, but also how to lead a business. Because the dynamics of the world have changed such that in many ways, and I'm a proponent of education. I mean, I I've, uh, went and was able to get my first out of 10 to get high school diploma, bachelor's degree and two master's degree. And uh, so I'm a proponent of that. And my children are very, very excellent students. But nowadays, you can actually start a business and you can always get your education a little bit later. But I'm really a proponent right now of educating people, especially youth, to become entrepreneurs because it's a great, great uh, window and a great industry to be in, especially right now. You can start a business specifically addressing uh, the coronavirus pandemic, not only now, but there will be more pandemics in the future. And you can also start a business uh, that's dealing with uh, inequality, with racism, with bias. And because and, I, I am a trainer, a certified trainer for in diversity and inclusion. And as a result of this, I've spoken uh, as far as Toronto, Canada, Austin, Texas, um, up in New York, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Air Force Academy in Colorado, just all over. It can take you all over the world. And so it's a really wonderful uh, area to be in. And right now I'm on a, um, a diversity committee uh, for an organization, and I'm looking forward to contributing to them as well. And so we can look at different things that we can do. If you're a baker, or you could uh, bake food and, and sell that if you want to become an entrepreneur. Uh, I know one lady who had a goal to have her start her own cooking show. I believe she's going to start just started a cooking show on YouTube, and she presented it to youth over the course of the last week. And I, I think that she's doing something that she's passionate about. And so we have to, I'm asking you, what can you do? There's something that you can do. I was very fortunate uh, to write my very first book and now I can write uh, at will. I had just finished a report that had to go into the organization that I'm in a fellowship with this year. And I was all through the week, I was kind of putting it off. And then finally, I looked at it last night and I, I wrote it and completed it and, and got it out of the way. But because of having that ability to write 
uh, it makes a tremendous difference or to speak. So I'm a public speaker. I can go out and deliver free, free presentations or fee-paid presentations and uh, also uh, perform partnerships with other speakers uh, to do the same thing as part of a joint venture organization that I'm a part of. And so there are many, many ways that we can all make a difference. We just have to decide and then take the first step. We can plan all day. And I, I've written a book on goals, and it's great to have those goals. It's what my book is talking about, but we have to take the action step to make it happen. Without it, nothing gets done. And no one knows about it. And there's no need to have a gift, and no one knows about it. So I think about, I w- this is what I want you to do. And it's not a homework assignment, but it's just a you assignment or me assignment so I'll assign myself and uh, you just pick up on it Uh, what uh, provide a list of 10 things that you can do to make a difference 10 things and when you have these 10 things put a date beside it you know month uh, the day and the year and then put a completion. When do you want to complete a certain action? For example, with me, I want to write uh, two more books this year. So I would put down the date June 12th or June 13th. And then when did I start writing the book? June 13th. And then when I complete the book, I would complete it July 13th. So how can I get a book written in 30 days? Because I've done it twice before. I've done it before. Well, I wrote two books in 30 days. And then I can put in that I want to do some YouTube videos. Well, I'm in a YouTube uh, program right now. Where I'm learning how to set up my own YouTube uh, site. And so uh, I'm, I'll be starting that process. And then number three, another goal is to do an online program where I have two programs that I've done already. One program for youth entrepreneurs and another one for mindfulness leadership, where I provide a six-week course over Zoom. And likewise, with the youth entrepreneurship program, that I can provide that program uh, to youth online, uh, because online schooling right now is is uh, really uh, what's taking place. It's the big ticket right now. So I've gone from the live presentations until the authorities say that we can go out in public again and and deliver live programs. But for now, I've taken my entire live program and I put them online in a digital format so you don't really lose anything. The only thing different is just the atmosphere is a little bit different. Uh, Let's see, a fourth thing uh, that I can do is upgrade my uh, marketing. For example, uh, all, all on the social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook group uh, page, Facebook business plan uh, page is to go in and improve the headings and then start providing some Facebook lives. Uh, So that's number four. Then number five, what I can do is uh, set up uh, online lead generation pages where I provide a free gift to people and they sign up for my newsletter or they just simply sign up and start building that. Uh, so that's number five. Number six, uh, what I can look at is, is setting up bulk sales for the books I've written. 
And because uh, books have a lifespan of about 72 years, about the lifespan of people. So uh, there's no such thing as an old book. And so I can position that to sell it to nonprofits, to uh, different schools, and uh, being able to generate more. So number seven, uh, one of the things that I can do is to uh, primarily uh, do a lot of Zoom uh broadcast just broadcast from that to stay in the face of the prospects which is another good thing number eight uh, to uh, revise my business plan get it updated ensure that that contingency plan is in, in good order and uh, that will position me to apply for small business development grants and that's not from the government but more from a company such as uh, FedEx or organ uh, companies such as that and then number eight uh, one of the things I can do is uh, just broadcast even more uh, on another uh, uh, radio show that I have called the wealthy speaker show where I interview guest experts uh, for about 30 to 45 minutes and uh, offer that to my listeners and this is all uploaded to apple itunes and other platforms that are out there and of course with anchor number nine is to just provide more content to listeners such as you and content is really the king and, and the content has to be able to help people like this to, this morning i'm sure that this broadcast of this podcast is going to help you and what I always say is you may not absorb and take in every single thing and do every single thing that I share with you but just pick out that which serves you best and and that in and of itself is is enough and then lastly number 10 is to just simply work on my brand getting my brand of the wealthy speaker show the Wealth Building Academy and uh, other platforms uh, to the state where more people are aware of what I do and then how I do it. And so uh, that's just an example of, of what I wanted to share with you today. And I have just a few minutes left and I want to provide you with my contact information. Again, my name is Paul Lawrence Van. Uh, I am the founder and president of Wealth Building Academy, LLC, which is a professional development company. And I provide speaking, training, coaching, and I publish books. And I also I work from a digital standpoint. And then my email is info at paulvanspeaks.com. So that's I-N-F-O, the at symbol, P-A-U-L-V-A-N-N-S-P. E-A-K-S dot C-O-M Info at PaulLawrenceVanSpeaks.com And then my website is www.PaulVanSpeaks.com So that's www dot sign and P-A-U-L-V-A-N-N S-P-E-A-K-S dot C-O-M dot com And if you want to reach me by phone I'd simply call on my toll-free number, which is 800-341-6719. And uh, I I look forward to even more uh, podcasts uh, in the near future. 
as a part of the Paul Lawrence Fan Experience podcast, and I will be covering things in the self-help area and uh, things that can help you, things that can make a difference. And uh, that's the theme that I have. Uh, And my mantra for right now is, what solutions can we all bring to the table to help make our community and our country a better place to live? I know that's a a tough undertaking, however, it's what we need most. In other words, as is stated, a house divided shall not stand and will not stand. Uh, We as a country, we need to do those things that are uplifting and that unite us rather than those things that separate and divides and destroys us. I want uh, people to be mindful that uh, when we look at the Roman Empire, it was the most powerful uh, country and uh, government and military in the entire world at that time. And it fell. But we have a chance to turn things around and not fail. And that's what I'm I'm calling upon you uh, as a, a member of humanity to assist me in this effort so that we can uplift our country and the people who live in it and uh, so that we we will not fall so uh again uh, what a what a wonderful day it is i enjoyed today's broadcast i just want to pass on a few uh gold nuggets to you uh, something to think about as uh, we go forward here in this this month uh, of june and something that we can learn and to help make this world a better place. And uh, I know that you want the best for our country, and so do I. And uh, as I always state, my time is up, and I thank you for yours. I'll see you on the next broadcast of the Paul Lawrence Van Experience podcast. It's always so much fun to engage with you. And uh, recommend this podcast to your friends, family, and colleagues. Have a great day, everyone. Goodbye.